His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Let me tell you, we're in the midst of a superhero this morning. On the line with us is Malachi. He's the superhero. And his mom, April. Malachi's neighbor, Alan Clemens, was working on his Mustang convertible when the car slid off the jack that was holding it up, and it fell onto him. So nine-year-old Malachi Coffey was the one that heard Alan's calls for help and ran to his side. So Mr. Clemens is in the hospital in Columbia with six broken ribs and a fractured pelvis, but it could have been so much worse, except for Malachi was able to get that jack lifted again and raise the car off of uh, Alan. And this is what Alan told to WIS-TV. I asked God to help me. Give me one more holler. There's an angel by my way. And I hollered the last time, and then I give up. I don't think I'd have made it another 30 minutes. That amazing? He's calling you, Malachi, an angel. You're nine years old. You're a superhero. You're being referred to as an angel from your neighbor, Alan. You know how awesome you are? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty awesome. Let me tell you something. April, you are a superhero, too, the way that you have raised your son. What did you think about all this, April, when you heard what happened? Um, well, one, I was worried about Malachi. <laughs> I know this has to be a traumatic, that had to be a traumatic experience, you know, for my son. And I was actually out of town at the time. <clears throat> but he's always been that kind of kid that he needs to help people. He wants to always, you know, lend a hand when he can. So the fact that he helped didn't shock me, but the situation, everything since then has been just surreal. Tell you what, you're a single mom, right, April? Yes, sir. You have a, is it a daughter as well? So Malachi has a little sister or a big sister? I, a little sister. I have a five-year-old. A five-year-old. When was the last time, April, that you, Malachi, and his little sister was able to get away? Just to have some fun? Um, for the three of us, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> you know what? I think it's about time that you and Malachi and your little daughter, your five-year-old, have a nice day trip. You know what? Scratch that. A weekend trip to Charlotte to spend some time at Carowinds. Wow, really? Yeah. I, I'm talking oh my God. the roller coasters, an entire day. There's also an event that's happening there, and it's called Rock the Park. One of the artists at Rock the Park, along with a guy named Toby Mac, and, and along with Big Daddy Weave, is Zach Williams. Zach Williams heard about Malachi. And he wants to spend a little bit of time with you while you're at the park. Is that pretty cool, Malachi? And here's the other thing on top of that. We're going to make sure that you're taken care of so that you don't have to drive all the way back home because you live outside of Columbia from Charlotte. So you can stay the evening in Charlotte at a very nice hotel. Will that help out? Oh, my goodness. Yes, sir. Now, be now, being a single mom as well, I'm sure that it's going to cost a little bit to get some gas. So your gas is going to be covered to get you there and back. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, and <laughs> Malika, you hear that? You excited? Uh, and if you don't mind, I think we'll take care of a meal inside the park, too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Some of our friends heard about what Malachi did and what a superhero you are as well, April. So Andy Lewis Heating and Air in Charlottesville and Fred Codwell Chevrolet and Clover want to help make this a reality trip for you. So that's all going to happen in June. Right after school gets out, your first weekend is right at Carowinds and Rock the Park that's happening there. I hope that you guys will enjoy yourselves. Oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate No, oh, you're very, very welcome. You guys enjoy yourselves at Rock the Park. And your time with Zach Williams as well. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and The Jim. Greatest Showman. Have you seen it yet? Nope. Oh, so good. Such an awesome movie with amazing music. So many people are obsessed with the movie, including little kids. Seven-year-old Bowman is one of those kids. His parents brought bought him a red ringmaster jacket, a top hat, and a cane, just like uh, the main character in the movie wears. And you probably know Bowman's dad. That's Matt Hammett, formerly of Sanctus Real. Well, Bowman, he was actually born with a heart defect. He basically has half a heart, and he's had major surgeries, spent a lot of time in the hospital, but he didn't let that stop him from performing nine songs in a performance he called The Greatest Bowman. No, get out. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Oh, so good. But because of his major uh, medical issues, Bowman will get a Make-A-Wish, you know, from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's considering asking for a chance to meet the star of The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman. That'd be cool. Wouldn't oh, my cool? word, yes. But I thought maybe if we all kind of, like, tweet Hugh Jackman, let him know about The Greatest Bowman. <laughs> we should hashtag it with something. Yeah, I know. That'd be get so fun. Hugh's attention. Yes, because, uh, you know, I think that his radio family could help this little boy's dream come true. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just text the guy. Do you have his do you have his phone number? Just uh, give us his no. phone number. I amazingly well, don't have Hugh Jackman's phone you're number. You're kidding me because she usually has like everybody's number. Okay, Bo. We're coming to your rescue, man. Mornings with his morning crew. I can only imagine the motion picture, the movie, is in theaters tomorrow. It's about Bart Miller's life and how he came up with the song, I Can Only Imagine. Amazing story behind that song. And in the movie, there's a young lady that plays Shannon. Now, if you know Bart, you know that Shannon is Bart's wife. But they knew each other in their childhood. And playing uh, uh, Shannon on the screen is Madeline. Madeline Carroll is along with us this morning, hooked up on Skype in a very special room. Should we even say (laughs) what room she's in? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) She's in her potty. Not not on the potty. No, 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 not on it. Because she's in California. Big time difference. Madeline, I hear that this is a very special weekend for you. What's this weekend? This weekend, we are releasing I Can Only Imagine. No, no, there's something different. Uh, uh, It's your birthday. Oh, (laughs) oh my God, I forgot it was my birthday. It is my birthday on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. how are you going to celebrate your birthday? Well, to be honest, I'm probably going to go buy a bunch of tickets for Imagine (laughs) and then go to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do, so we'll see if that pans out. 
That sounds fun. Well, we have someone who wanted to wish you a happy birthday. It's the real Shannon Millard who played you in the movie I Can Only Imagine and the five Millard kids. Listen in. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday to you, Natalie. That's <laughs> made myself laugh. Happy birthday, Madeline. Oh, gosh. We pray it's the best birthday you've ever had. And we're so thankful that Imagine brought us together, and we look forward to many years of friendship with you. Happy <laughs> birthday! Ah! Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is that cool that's or so what? Cute. Okay, their kids are the cutest. Well, the older one, they shouldn't say cute. They're smart and mature and very put together. But that kid, Charlie... I love him to death because he came up to me at the premiere and he literally introduced himself to me as, hi, mom. Oh, oh that's so cool. <laughs> so their whole family is so, so uh, cute. And just, I love that video. I'm going to see if she'll send that to me. <laughs> I love it. You kind of been on the scene for a while. You're discovered at a very young age. How did that even happen? I was at a nail salon when I was three and a half, and my chair just so happened to be back-to-back to a talent agent. So God literally just put me on the path of acting. She heard me talking, and she came around the corner and saw that I was just three and a half. <laughs> That's a little Madeline there. And um, and uh, she, she wanted to see me. She literally, like, discovered me there. And she was my agent for 11 years. And at what point, not too long ago, you were offered a very big opportunity, one that could have made you a household name, but you didn't have peace about it. What happened? Yeah, I just, I, I was something, you know, that literally fell on my lap, which is very rare, especially at 11. Um, and I had just did swing vote and, um, they offered me like this, it was kind of like the marvel of, of that time and, um, a really awesome, huge movie. And it just, it didn't settle in my in my gut, and I went to church after originally signing on, um, long story short, and I got asked to come up and pray for a little boy to receive hearing. And um, when I went up and prayed for him, I, I came back to my seat and I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, I can't do this movie. And she was like, okay, why? She was like, thank God. And I was like, because I, I just don't feel like it's going to eventually line up with where I want to go. You know what I mean? I always kind of kept in mind, even when I was young, that I wanted to talk about God and wanted to talk. I always knew that any part I got was from God. So in order you know, to share that, I have to do things that line up you know, with, with who I am. And so I just didn't feel right about it. You're hearing from Madeline Carroll. She plays Shannon, who is Bart Millard's now wife, but then girlfriend and even friend at a summer camp way before uh, they got married. Madeline is Shannon in the movie I Can Only Imagine. And, and I understand that this is more than just a movie for you. That song has impacted your life. How so? Well, I actually, at the time that this uh, movie was casting, I was going to quit acting. So it was um, about this time last year, um, and I just was done. I, I didn't think that this is where God called me anymore. And so I, I had it really hard for like four to five years, and so I really came to my breaking point, and I decided in my mind I was going to quit, and I actually came <laughs> to this bathroom, and I was on the floor praying, and I was like, God, I'm just, I'm done. I give this back to you. Like, I don't want to be an actress anymore, and I don't feel like this is where you've called me, and I just, like, had this whole, like, crying breakdown with God, and I was like, I just don't feel you in it, and I was like, God, if you're not, then move me somewhere else. Like, I'll do whatever you want, and um, if this is still where you've called me, then please send me something that would edify you, and I had just passed on a part, and um, literally 
I, I said to my reps on the phone, like, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to pray for this before I accept it. And they were like, who are you going to pray to? And I was like, God. And they were like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not going to answer. Like, thought that was the silliest thing. And, and I hung up and I prayed about it. I ended up passing. Now I'm in the bathroom crying. Like, I'm so upset. Like, everyone's mad at me. I don't think this is where God wants me. And I prayed word, word for word, God, if you still want me to be here, then send me something that would edify you. And literally the next day, God answered my prayer. And then two months after that, um, I was at a separate commercial audition and found out about Imagine through this woman who just so happened to get paired up with me to be my mom. Uh, she was like, you need to go out on I Can Only Imagine. So I called my manager and I was like, please get me in for this part. She calls over there to set up a time and they had been trying to get a hold of me through my other rep. Mm. So it was like totally like a God ordained meant to be thing. And it just for me, it really is uh, like the movie, a story of hope, not to sound corny because it was literally God reviving my dream again. That's amazing. Mm. Madeline, we're so grateful for your time. Looking forward to seeing you in the movie that, that opens up tomorrow and through this weekend. I can only imagine. Thank you so much. And thank you for the birthday shout out. That was so awesome. Isn't that, that cool then? Yeah. Yes. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Before I know it, I hear this, aww, off in the corner. And it's Allison opening up a gift. I know. What a great way to start a day. Yeah. With a gift and a handmade one at that. That's adorable. What did you get? It's called a Saki. It's a doll that's made out of a sock. Okay. And this one was made by Christy Craig to look like me. She says, I chose Elsa because your last name is Storm and the long blonde hair was from for you. She is a two-time breast cancer survivor. Amazing. And making these dolls helps her to stay positive. And she's also trying to raise money to replace the fillings in her mouth that chemo destroyed. Oh, no way. Yeah, crazy story, but how adorable. That is so sweet. Looks just like you. Um, And she said that uh, she'll make one for you and Jim as well, but men oh, are really? usually not into that kind of stuff. But. I don't know. If you make it like look like a lot of muscles. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all into it. And I'm like, yeah. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Try it, buy it, what should you do? Why not ask his morning crew? It's a crew review. It's a crew review. It's a crew review. Dear his morning crew, I love to draw. I'm a pencil artist, but here's my problem. I feel like I'm wasting all these pencils when I throw them away after I sharpen them to the point where I can't use them. Love, Henrietta. Henrietta, we've got a great solution. They're called Sprout Printable Pencils. Now, first of all, Rob, I got to sharpen it for you. Thank you. Oh, I get to do this? Yeah. That sounded like you just chopped down a tree. <laughs> There's a pencil for you to try out. Okay. And I'm going to try one. It's a colored pencil. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's called, what is it called? Sprout, Sprout printable okay. pencils or plantable pencil. Plant. I can't say this. Plant pen. Plantable. Plantable pencil. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna sharpen one for myself. I okay. just gotta pick the color I want. Ooh, this one's pretty. Thank you, Karen, for letting me borrow your pencil sharpener. Do you like it? Okay, they draw. They draw really well. I just drew a box. That is the most beautiful box I have ever seen. I'm showing her it's a 4D box. Okay, okay now very nice. hold your pencil up. All right. What, what does it say on it? It says uh, basil, basil, basil sprout. Basil, okay. because you see the tip of your pencil? There's uh, seeds inside of there, and basil's gonna grow out of it. 
Oh, get out. Mm-hmm. Mine is forget me not. So I'm going to grow little flowers. Is that what that is? Forget you know me not. Forget me not. Oh, I get it. So once you're done with the pencil, you sharpen it to the nubby. You just plant it? Or, yeah, just whenever you're ready, just plant it in there. Okay. We'll have to track our pencils. Okay, so what Allison has done is that she's given us a little uh, cup full of potting soil. Mm-hmm. And we planted them, so I guess we'll see what happens here real soon. It's kind of neat, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Spring has sprung in the His Radio Studios. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. All week long, we've been going through Billy Graham's book, Where I Am, Heaven, Eternity, and Our Life Beyond. And he shares this story about a politician that he knew that joined a church because he thought it would get him more votes. And uh, Billy says, maybe it helped get votes, but it won't help him with God. Because too often, we're guilty of building a Christian faith according to our ideas, rather than according to the revealed word of God. We want to picture Christ as soft and pliable, a friend to everyone, someone to hang around with. One of the most neglected Bible doctrines, Billy Graham writes, of our time is God's judgment. Strange as it may seem, God's judgment is based on his love and his uh, righteousness are pure and holy. And the only way to be freed from the guilt of sin and God's wrath is to be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ. Man, that's powerful. That's in that book that Allison was just telling you about, Where I Am from Billy Graham. We'd love for you to win that. As a matter of fact, if you go on our Facebook page right now, let us know how Billy Graham has impacted your life, maybe directly or indirectly. What is that story? Leave it there. Like that post, and you could possibly win tomorrow that book from Billy Graham, Where I Am. It's on our Facebook page. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, finally, the red carpet had happened, for I can only imagine. I know, excuse me if I fumble my words a little bit. It's just I'm not always in the presence of a movie star. Where? <laughs> Rob Dempsey. Oh, come on. He has a role in I Can Only Imagine. It's, so ten, it's 10 seconds. It's a Where is yeah, Waldo but thing. But 10 seconds? I mean, how many people can say they're in a movie for 10 seconds? Not many, I guess. <laughs> so I was, and, and it's about Bart Millard's story. He's the lead singer of Mercy Me and how he wrote this song, I Can Only Imagine. Amazing story behind it. So we needed a correspondent on the red carpet in Nashville, Tennessee, when they had the red carpet premiere of I Can Only Imagine. Abby Banks was the winner of that. Mm. She's never done a red carpet before. And we searched far and wide, and she was the perfect woman for the job. Amazing. But Jim Mann, our producer, had to train her. Take a listen to some of the training that they did for the red carpet. This chicken is quaid. If you can catch this chicken... You got Quaid. Are you up to it? I'm ready. Can you do it? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. Get the chicken! Get Quaid! Come on! Hey, Quaid! The microphone out there. She's chasing a chicken. Mr. Quaid, I have a question. Good, good, good. He's not getting away. No. All right. (laughs) Get him over the head. All the way up. Mr. Quaid, I have a question. Come on, you're standing still. Come on. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Put the mic in his face. (laughs) She's literally chasing a chicken. 
while wearing training. a sweatshirt that has Dennis Quaid's face on it. It's wild. So with that Dennis Quaid shirt on, hashtag I am Quaid, she was on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. She interviewed everybody. It was amazing. Here's a small taste of what she did on the red carpet. She's standing with uh, one of the creators of I Can Only Imagine. It is Andrew Irwin. He does a Quaid impersonation. She kind of geeks out when Patrilla Schreier comes by. And here is Joel with For King and Country mentioning something about her shirts. I'm a Dennis Quaid stalker. So that's that's my... Has he seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah, guys, I um, uh, uh, Dennis Quaid here. And- I won a contest and I pretended that I interviewed you. not want a selfie with Priscilla Schreier, huh? So true. She's amazing. Okay, so here's the thing. You have to see this. So tonight on our His Radio Facebook page, you will see, see the entire experience from training to red carpet of Abby Banks, mm. who is the winner of the I Can Only Imagine Being a Star for a Day. It's one of the best things I've ever seen, except for the, this 10 seconds in this movie that Rob Dempsey's in. That's the worst part? <laughs> no! That's the best. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Breaking out the Rubens and the sauerkraut. St. Patrick's Day is coming up this weekend. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim, his morning crew here on his radio. I made corned beef and cabbage for my community group last night. That's what it is. I said roast beef. You said Did I say corned beef? Rubens. Okay, I did say it right. Sauerkraut's more German. Oh, is it? I think you're eating Oktoberfest. I'm getting everything all mixed up in one holiday. St. Patrick's Day is coming. You know, my husband's from Northern Ireland, and if it makes you feel any better, he says they don't eat corned beef and cabbage over there. For real? (laughs) Yeah. I feel great now. They have the ham and Swiss. (laughs) He probably would like the sauerkraut better. Well, here's a question for you. Would you shave your head? Me? Yeah. Would you? Can you imagine this with no hair on it? Well, you wouldn't have that problem with the headphone hair. Yeah. If you shaved your head. Or the little patch I'm getting in the back now. Oh, well, I bet you would do it to if it helped raise money for kids' cancer research. And that is the Friendly Dare that started the St. Baldrick's Foundation. So every year around St. Patrick's Day, people sign up to shave their heads as a way of raising money for kids' cancer. And this year, one of those people helping out is Mac Powell of Third Day. Are you serious? Yeah, he has a lot Mac, of hair, too. He does. Mac is getting rid of the... He's going to the dome? Well, we'll see, because on his Instagram page, he shares how worldwide, every two minutes, a child is diagnosed with cancer. Visit my good friend Tracy here, and she will help you rock the balls. Let's do it, Mac. Rock the balls. I can't wait to see this. Wait. So then, yeah, she has the clippers, but they never show if she actually does it, if he goes bald. So we don't know. Come on. The story has not ended yet, I don't think. So we're waiting to see. But it's pretty cool because this organization started in 2002, and over half a million people have shaved their heads for this cause. I've had a lot of friends that have done this. What about any ladies? Because 67,000 women have shaved their heads wow. for this. I'll tell you what. Uh, no, no, don't if, even think about it. If Allison does this this weekend, I'm in. I would look hideous. No, with you a wouldn't. Uh huh. You didn't look hideous with the Kara Kurik hair style back in the early 2000s <laughs> in your news. I'm pretty sure I have some weird moles on my head. Oh. So. 
not happening. No. Nope. What? Did you try it once and you no, know? No, no. I'm just no. I'm, You're guessing. I'm, okay. I'm a wimp. I'm just telling you, I'd be in if she was. Oh. Mornings with his morning crew. So we're talking about Mac Powell from Third Day. He's the lead singer of the group Third Day. And how Mac has decided, I'm going bald, but for a reason. Yeah, he wants to shave his head for St. Baldrick's. It's uh, working to conquer children's cancer. So I teased, I teased that Allison should do this. And if she does this, I'll do it. And one text said, no, not Allison. Yeah, I'm too chicken. Justin, however, he texted. He says, I also shaved my head and raised money for the St. Baldrick's Foundation. This year will be my ninth straight year of helping the kids. It's really an awesome organization. Justin, you're awesome, dude. Okay, this is Gretchen. She wants to chime in, too. What's up, Gretchen? Um, I was listening to his radio just a moment ago, and um, they were talking about shaving their heads to support cancer research. And a friend of mine who is a female is shaving her head on Saturday. Her mom um, currently has stage four melanoma cancer. And things are really, really looking bad, so she could use some prayers. Her name's Rebecca. Rebecca, we'll we'll be doing that, Gretchen. That's so cool. Your friend is doing that for her mom. She's a hairdresser, so she, every year for the past, like, decade, she has participated in shaved heads, you know, free of charge as part of the service. But tomorrow, um, or I'm sorry, Saturday, she's she's going to shave her head in support of her mom, who looks like, unless a miracle happens, doesn't have much time left. Oh, my. Well, if you don't mind, Gretchen, we're going to pray for Rebecca right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I, it's so horrible to hear what Rebecca is going through in this journey of stage four cancer right now. But her daughter is doing this amazing thing. And on Saturday, along with a lot of other people, she's going to shave her head in support of that because of St. Baldrick's. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name for Rebecca's healing as she's walking through this cancer surgery or the uh, journey right now. And God, I'm grateful for Gretchen, who loves her friend so much that she's calling about her to tell us about what she's doing for her mom. That's a great friend. And so, God, I pray that you bless her and give her the strength and the wisdom that she needs to help her friend Rebecca out as she's walking through this right now. We love you, God, and we thank you for what you are going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. His morning crew. Can I say this now? No. It's something about tomorrow. Yes. I can't. <laughs> Just to let you know, St. Baldrick's is this weekend, St. Patty's Day. That's yeah. when people shave their head and support and raising awareness for cancer. Mm-hmm. People who are doing the, going through that journey. We just worked out that somebody on his morning crew is going to get their head shaved tomorrow. Would you like to know who it is? Mm, Yeah. No, we're not going to say. Can I just say, say, I've been growing my hair for five years. It is is really long. She has long hair. mermaid hair length now. So. My nine-year-old told me when I got my hair cut yesterday that, Dad... You got a bald spot. Uh-oh. So I might as well just give in. But somebody, and we can't tell you who, and it's going to be one person on his morning crew, is going to get their head shaved tomorrow. Who could it be? Well, let's find out later. Rob, Allison, and Jim. You may not believe this, but hot cocoa can change the world. 
Mm-hmm. It depends on how you think. <laughs> it really can. Evan and his brother Joshua have been proving it for 12 years because that's how long they've been selling hot cocoa to raise money for the Pediatric Cancer Foundation. Oh, cool. They were just five and three when they started this. Evan's now 16, Joshua is 14, and they've raised more than $35,000 over the years. It's a great feeling to, help be, to know that I'm able to help people. Each year it grows for the last 12 years, and it's been an amazing dream that I've grown up with, and it's just been a part of me for the last 12 years. Mm. So they just have these events where they sell hot cocoa, and it's just so cute to see how they've grown over the years and always had this passion for helping others. There's, I, I think, you know, in general, kids are so giving, and they're just looking for ways to make a difference. And I love how these boys' parents encourage that from such a young age and they really fanned the flame of compassion in their children and I think that'll stick with them for a lifetime. Well, it's sticking with them at 16 years old. Yeah. It's going to stick with them for a while. Great job. How old did you say they were when they started? Five and three. Five, see, that's the cute age. Yes. And they would do something like that, but to keep up with it is yeah. just so cool mm -hmm. that they've done that. His morning crew. Here's this stray Newfoundland dog. Beautiful dog, but this dog was so underweight and such in poor health that they had a hard time catching this stray. Good news is the stray is resting and is in the animal shelter, but here's what they did to gain the trust of this Newfoundland that they wound up calling Everest. Feed him hamburger, or actually cheeseburgers. Oh, of course that's going to build that's his trust. Right. They love cheeseburgers. Go to Mickey D's, get some cheeseburgers, and so Everest, this beautiful Newfoundland, ate those cheeseburgers, gained the trust of people again. Evidently, Everest had a really hard life. And so all this whole story gets posted, of course, on the internet. And somebody saw this story in Oregon. The dog's in L.A. right now. And they thought Everest would be perfect for our family. So the good news is Everest now has a home in Oregon with Bonnie and Clyde, which are other two dogs in that family, too. I thought that was the couple's name. <laughs> no, but it is a couple in the house. <laughs> So way to go. That was unique on how they thought, how are we going to gain the trust of this dog? And they did by feeding him cheeseburgers. And now he's got a nice home in Oregon. Cute. And that's a big dog, too. Yeah, those Newfoundlands are beautiful. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, there's something to say about how one person, just one person can affect the mood of like an entire room. If they're mad or they're depressed, it brings down the whole room. I seem to do that a lot to rooms. <laughs> and if there's like a bright smile, if there's joy in their heart, it lifts up the room. You have no idea the kind of power that you have in Christ just by your mood. And so I read this in our encouraging word today, and it's the scripture of Philippians 4.4. 4. Always be joy or always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. So bring that with you today and brighten up the room. His morning crew. Every morning I have this prayer. And the prayer, a part of it is this. God, I'm available. See, a long time ago I learned, since I'm not qualified to do a lot of things, even what I'm doing here, but a long time ago a friend said to me, it's not your ability, it's your availability. So I always say every morning, God, I'm available. Use me the way you want to use me. I'm available to you. I'm so underqualified. 
And so I'm at this coffee shop the other night, and I needed some coffee because I had a long drive ahead of me. And there's this homeless man that was outside of that coffee shop. And he looked at me and he said, sir, I'm hungry. Can you get me something to eat? That's all he said. Here I am thinking I got to do something. All I have is a bag of peanuts. I got to get going. I got a long ride ahead of me. I gave him a bag of peanuts. That was it. And I walked out and I got in the car and I started driving. And all of a sudden, immediately, all this guilt just came all over me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Every morning I pray, God, I'm available. And I was unavailable at that point for that guy. I gave him a bag of nuts. I'm like, he's hungry. He needs more than nuts. And so there was a Chick-fil-A like right there, only a couple of minutes away from this coffee shop. So I pulled in. I got the most expensive combo that was on that thing. It had the bacon. It had the chicken, I mean, everything. And so I brought it back over to that coffee shop. I got out of the car, walked up to where he was, and he was gone. Hmm. I immediately thought, I blew it completely. Every morning I say, God, I'm available, and I was unavailable at that point because I was selfish. And and on top of that, as I was driving back, in my mind, I, I felt impressed. I have this Bible that I love, and I felt like God said, give that Bible to him as well. So I completely was unavailable. I didn't give him what he needed when he needed it, and he didn't get God's word because I was not available for him at that moment. I tell you, I learned a lot that day. He was gone, but I'm like, God, forgive me. I was unavailable. You gave me an opportunity in front of my face, and I didn't do it. I've, I posted this on Facebook, and I'm like, it. I blew it. But you know what? Next time, I don't want to. May I see these opportunities in front of me and take advantage of that so that somebody else will have God's Word like that again. You know, the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. So those negative feelings were from the enemy, Rob. And I don't think, you know, you should remember those. Remember the lesson that you learned out of it and how that's going to help somebody in the future, you know? You know what it reminded me of, actually, is what um, Billy Graham's son said at his service, how he called his dad fat. Yeah. Faithful, available, and teachable. Mm. And maybe you don't feel like you did the best at the available part, but you were teachable. Yeah. And that's huge. Lesson learned. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This is interesting. He's out in the field and he sees this little puppy. Hmm. He's like, this puppy's astray. There's nobody around. There's no chip. There's nothing in this puppy. So he brought the puppy home. They bonded. They were inseparable. It's now three years later. This puppy is 176 pounds and is actually a um, black Asian bear. What? He thought it was a puppy when he saw it as a little cub. It's now a bear, but he hasn't got rid of it until his neighbor called the cops. He's in China, and it's um, against the law to have this protected species unless you have some kind of a... Uh, 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 an order to say you can have it. So they came, they took the bear Aww. from this guy in China. It's pretty sad. He probably was really crushed. He was because he was bonded with this bear. This is, He brought the bear everywhere. The bear was like a puppy and played with other puppies as well. Would bring it into town. Bear's in a cage when it's at home. And mm. so the neighbor said, uh, he's got an Asian black bear. And the cops came and now the bear in perfect health is at a, uh, at a shelter now. This sounds like it could be a Disney movie in the making. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. There's got to be a happy ending. As long the as bear the comes bear home. and the man embrace at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bear talks. Yeah, the bear should talk in a cute little British accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
Okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Jim's on vacation right now, but I wish he was here because I could really use some chocolate, and that dude always has some sweets like he stashed somewhere. Food, all the, he can eat 10,000 calories in two hours, not gain an inch. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you ever wonder... All the time. ...where <laughs> your Easter candy comes from? Mm. I know you don't ever have any. Easter no, candy, no, so. but that's not a well, thought I've ever had. Well, a lot of it comes from a chocolate factory in Queens, New York. This factory makes millions of chocolate eggs for Easter season. But the sad thing was, is that in 2012, Superstorm Sandy flooded the factory with four feet of water. Oh, man. And even now, they're still trying to recover from it because they lost machinery, inventory, and offices. Before the storm, we had about 450 employees, and we have been calling our employees back as more and more equipment, machinery comes online. Uh, on the average, our employees are here over 20 years. So eat more chocolate and support the jobs at this factory. <laughs> That's what I'm taking away from it. Is that it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's she's, right. She's taking one for the team. That's right. Oh, it's a <laughs> tough job, but I'm going to eat more chocolate eggs.